0: up guys and
1: welcome to pbe family therapy my name is dr k and i am Blowpop, and we are here in season negative or week negative two or whatever of season 32 we just yeah. kind of skipped all of season 31 yeah um, but we're here in the off season of 32 yep super um, exciting
0: i was actually i was reflecting on this today we made a name for ourselves by having a weekly podcast for a very long time and uh-huh. I really miss doing that. Looking back just on, you know, when we started, uh, I was not working Fridays, but my wife was. So I had a lot of unsupervised free time. You were working from home. Mm-hmm. That's a joke, by the way. I don't actually have supervised and unsupervised free time. But,
1: um, it's not a joke. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, so we had tons of time on our hand and we were able to uh, to record every Friday. And it was really awesome. And then obviously life changes. Blowpop had to go back to phys- physically go back to work um and then i had a kid and you know all that all that other stuff so it's been a has been a whirlwind and uh, i wish that we were able to record more often
1: yeah i mean we've said it to who knows how many players who knows how many times whenever they've said like sorry i've been inactive but real life stuff comes first for everybody so okay. yep
0: but that being said super excited that we get to get together and uh chat about uh, the last season, some cool big things happening this off-season. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about today.
1: Yeah, including probably the most, I don't know, impactful, monumental, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. news that we had was you are no longer mm-hmm. the GM of the Puerto Rico Ranas, mm-hmm. and instead you are co, I think, GM? Mm-hmm. Yep. Under Musha with the Vancouver Vandals.
0: Yep. Yeah. So super exciting. It's something that's been in the works for a while now. I wrote a long media piece about this, but uh, um, it was a decision that was really hard. (laughs) It took me a long time. I took several, several weeks thinking about it and flip flopped back and forth before finally deciding um, that it was time to move up to the majors. And uh, for those who don't know, um, I don't know why you would have read the, the media piece, but it, I laid it all out on there. I applied for the vandals co job back in the day. Um, I don't even remember what season it was. That's part of the reason I wrote the articles because then I'd have to actually research what season it was so that it would all be right now. But, um, it's something that I have been interested in the past. Um, but then I got very invested in Dallas and rebranded it to Puerto Rico and, um, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was just time to time to move on to the next thing. And, um, you know, it was really cool getting traded to the Rougarous, um for Musha, because Musha and I were the only, well, not the only two that knew about it, uh, one of a very small group of people who who knew about the trade. So we ended up um, just chatting and became quick friends. And uh, I think we're going to be a really great team in Vancouver. So it was kind of cool to see how it all worked out in the end.
1: Yeah, and it is kind of funny that your relationship started by both of you just kind of being in purgatory together. Yeah,
0: exactly. I literally was the other day I scrolled back to the beginning of uh, of our chat of our DMs, which also I totally recommend you do this for people cuz I find it to be really hilarious to see what the first what the first conversation was. Um, but basically I just sent Musha a uh, just like a hey congrats on getting the Vandals gig. Um, And then next thing you know, we're just talking about GMing and how to be a better GM. And he taught me a lot about the sim engine, um, how to play test, how to really build and construct a team, which is great. And I talked to him about what I think my strength is as a gm uh it's just like how to organize discord and how to get people involved and engaged every day and stuff like that anyways it was just one of those things that we never explicitly said it but even right when we started i was like man he and i would make a really good gm team i think and um we'll we'll see how that works out
1: and they had to have been in the back of your mind for a while because aj has been implying if not outright saying that he has wanted to step down for a while so him picking up musha um I don't know, it kind of was another instance of, oh, he's probably handing the reins off now yep. because he had tried to do that before, but right. uh, Sam mm-hmm. kind of stopped playing. I don't remember what the reason was, probably just real life stuff or whatever. Yep. And then Dude Man is the commissioner Com- of the basketball yep. league or something like that. So it. It was a, a string of kind of unlucky hires from AJ yeah. where he kept wanting to, you know, bequeath, the franchise to somebody else but yeah. they had to duck and cover after not that long so now that musha has been there and a stable recipient yeah. i i have to assume musha being brought on by aj like you were probably like you just said you were tacitly like oh we probably would work well together mm-hmm. but you also probably had that sort of as a plan because yeah you knew for like half a year that aj (laughs) wanted to stop at some point
0: yep and it's uh, it's one of the things that i i don't think either of these two people will mind me sharing this when i got put on the block in nola um death valley and new york were both putting in offers for me and uh requested to talk with me and i was very honest with both both person manned and with enoch I said, hey, I'd be happy to come to your organization if you guys trade for me, You know, I'll continue to be active, I'll be active in the locker room, all of those things. But I said, I will tell you that I previously applied for the Vandals job and didn't get it for a, a number of different reasons. I said, I am suspecting AJ will step down at some point and I am considering applying for that. Um, and I, basically I just didn't want to be in a situation where they traded a lot of draft capital for me and then would be mad if I, you know, left. I also wouldn't want them to trade a ton of draft capital for me and then want them to totally rake Vancouver over the coals and right, make yeah. up for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it worked out very cleanly and very nicely that Vancouver traded for me and um, shortly after getting traded, Musha basically said, hey, when AJ steps down, I'd love for you to be my GM, uh, my co-GM, and uh, AJ made plans to step down and everything just kind of fell into place, which was really nice and uh, they didn't have to do uh applications which was really nice too
1: Uh, yeah yeah i mean the one speed bump remaining going forward is it's it's now significantly harder for me to tamper you yeah (laughs) that is that is a a big hurdle for me to overcome is that whole the gm has to play for his own team thing you started that statement and i was just like
0: oh what is the last hurdle i thought we got through all the. oh no okay he's just memeing all right great yeah I'm 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 goofing. Hey, you never know, maybe whenever I retire and I'll trade our, my corpse to whatever team you're on. Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> Just It's like, kind of funny though cuz when when Nola was shopping you around, uh I I said in the Cancun war room, I was like If he goes anywhere but Vancouver, I might be able to get him next year. Yeah. <laughs> so It definitely would have
0: been possible, but... uh, Yeah. Yeah, so, alas, their die is probably one of my favorite ongoing memes in the league so far. It's just been...
1: It's not dead, it's just going to be weirder from here on out.
0: (laughs) Now it's going to be like, I need to convince Dr. K to step down from jamming and then... Quit, you won't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so thanks again to AJ for being a good sport... (laughs) yeah Put that in my contract. Oh, uh, it was super fun. Super, super fun. But...
1: And the thing about that contract clause is also like you're too nice of a guy to actually do that probably. Right. So <laughs> like it's a little safer. So, like, when I suggested that you ask AJ for that clause in the contract, I did it a little tongue-in-cheek because it wasn't like, no, I'm going to get you. It was just like, wouldn't (laughs) it be funny if I just said this stuff (laughs) all the time in all of our episodes, but it was legal? Right. Yeah.
0: It was a good running joke for sure. But yeah, uh, the other thing I want to say about the whole transition is one huge congratulations to LBG, who was a GM for like a million years. Um, I think it was 19 seasons um in Dallas and just like super great friend obviously friend to literally everybody in the league um it's just really cool to see all that he has done and all of the players that have have gone through Dallas and now Puerto Rico and um just definitely want to pay honor to him for finally stepping down as well um and that was a good conversation that I had with him um just saying hey I think I'm going to be stepping down what what do you want to do and it was just a good time for both of us to step down at the same time um, and I got to say, part of, and blow pop up, you know, this, you and I had this conversation, um, as I was considering it, it's like part of this decision needs to be me being okay with whatever happens next to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. It needs, even if that crashes and burns, I need to be okay with that and moving on to the next thing. So I kind of came to peace with that, not knowing who was going to come in, um, through the application process, not knowing who was going to take over, how that was going to go. Um, and I could not be happier with the hiring and how well they've done thus far. So they hired uh, Ted Stern um, and Legion of Slugs who are brothers in real life, which is really cool. Um, Okay. But they had a really great application I heard. Um, And when they came on, they've had tons of really thoughtful questions. They've jumped in right away. Uh, It it has been really awesome to see or just finished up the miners draft. They did a fantastic job in the draft. all all kinds of stuff they're just going to be really good GM so that really warms my heart to see them succeeding and also you know wanting LBG and I's help but also taking it over for themselves it's been a really great transition so I appreciate both of those guys and and what they'll do in Puerto Rico
1: yeah and I'm sure that both you and LBG are going to do something similar to what the likes of Enoch or Mike have done in Kansas City and like it's not like you're going to leave the channel or anything right, like exactly. that. Exactly. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: So I th- I think it'll be a good a good balance and um yeah, the one thing I said I said I have one request and that's the only thing. You can do whatever else you want. Just don't rebrand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we spent so
0: much time getting the Ronas made. I just don't want you to use a rebrand yet. So he was cool with that, which is great. But
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you also like paid real money to have someone make things, right?
0: No, we paid PBE money. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thankfully, uh, Jabs paid, paid someone on Fiverr to get right. their, their logos made. But okay. I, I will say, I don't think this person listens to the podcast, so I will be okay with this. Another applicant who will re- remain nameless, um, I was just chit-chatting with, and uh, he basically said, uh, if I would have gotten a job in Puerto Rico, I would have rebranded immediately. So I was like, oh, well, I'm really glad that you didn't get the job. And he unironically said "The his idea was to name them the Chernobyl charging rods.
1: It's an interesting decision.
0: Yep. Anyway, so I'm sure you don't listen to this podcast, but if you do, I'm sorry if I didn't say your name at least, but um, that made me chuckle to say the least um let's see what else do i want to say oh um had the draft tonight the major league draft um so the the biggest pick and it was it was really cool right when i took over i've I've kind of been kind of been half doing the job for the last season just and you're in the war of,
1: room anyways so
0: yeah you know just kind of planning uh long-term planning trying to talk about contract you know stuff like that um but finally jumping into actually having GM perms and being in the chat and all of that stuff. Um, we did not have a first round pick this year because we burned the next two on me. Um, and as we we're watching the draft go, um okay, there was one player who kept slipping farther and farther and farther. And by the time it finally got to uh, the sloths pick at 11, I wanna say um reno was still on the board uh everyone knows him as the dillo's gm dillo dillo um anyways he kept falling kept falling kept falling uh to the point where we started asking teams about trading back in um to try and pick him up because we need pitchers for the future and i've always loved reno and dgs just vibe they're hilarious guys they're very funny chat and yeah they're just really great so even on the stream tonight it was perfect aj announced the pick and then said wow there's a lot of busts in the chat oh most of them are dg (laughs) which was pretty fantastic so
1: well he also made another interesting point i didn't actually really watch the draft that much tonight but i did Mm -hmm. like open it just in happenstance to see that pick or maybe it was when i went back and watched the bot i don't know whatever it was but in any case aj said something interesting it was like in the last five years or whatever it is Mm-hmm. Both of the Dillo's current GMs have been on Vancouver.
0: Yeah, DG's past player Toby McMuffin was mm-hmm. on the Vancouver Vandal's for his entire career and played in right field for all of it, which is pretty crazy. But um, anyway, so super stoked to pick him up, and it was fun. I, just in the first chunk of time that I've been either officially GM for the last four days or uh, you know behind the scenes GM. Part of what I was really excited for in the majors uh, is being able to plan long term, um, and being able to work with contracts. But uh, having to work with the cap is really interesting. I find it is a really fun challenge and trying to figure out what we can afford and how we want to how we want to do things. And the other thing is trades. Uh, miners trades don't happen a ton. They happen every here and there, but it doesn't really make sense to do a ton of trades.
1: Um, but it's kind of and, like what you know. said. It's hard, It's it's hard to incentivize wanting to trade for draft picks because whoever you draft is going to be there for three ish years, right? Probably less. Yeah.
0: Maybe and the only,
1: the only, on the that. only active that I can think of that went like the full five, mm-hmm. I think is jabs.
0: Yeah. I feel like there've been a couple of more, but, but it's, but it's that it's like, there's that one. And then maybe a couple others in terms of players who are actually active, or I should say actually active and earning like on a good at a good clip we'll say. Yeah. So it's, like, like his
1: first year when he got called up to the majors, he had like 800 or 900 or something right. like that.
0: Got rookie of the year and just yeah tore the league apart. Um, Yeah. So I, I really enjoy that part of it. And I, I wrote, wrote about this a little bit in the article too. minor league gemming is really difficult. It's in a, a number of ways and there are a number of things I love about it, but the hardest thing is essentially having to rebuild every couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um and having so much of your team's success depend on call ups, so the Ranas, you know, a couple years back now had 65 wins, best season in franchise history. Um, we were lucky enough to get GM of the year. Um, we ended up losing in the World Series, but had it was just a fantastic year, and I am not too proud to say the large reason why we were so good is because we had one call up that, that
1: previous yeah. year. I mean, there's almost assuredly a fairly direct correlation between how many capped players do you have yep. and how many wins do you get?
0: Yep, yep. So it's, and and it's, you know, it took all of those individual players, the the work and the effort to get to the cap, It took us encouraging them and giving them build advice. You know, it it still takes work, but a big portion of it is, uh, is that call up luck,
1: right? Which is is tough. And it's kind of like a double edged sword because the better a player your miners players would be, like any individual player, if they earn at a great rate, Mm -hmm. then they are more likely to get called up faster. Yep. So like that's one of the weird kind of poisons of the miners is sometimes and we like in Kansas City we haven't like done this at all mm-hmm. but sometimes it's tempting to think like this person's going to be not a max earner yep so if we pick them instead of the other person we're considering mm-hmm. maybe we get them for another year or two or something right. like that right
0: and the the issue with that is it goes against the the number one rule of trying to actually create good users for the league you know
1: yeah winning is goal 1b yeah goal 1a is to instill an enjoyment of pbe in whoever it is that you pick up
0: yeah i even think of like the one of the greatest dynamos players slash runners players in franchise history his name's uh dennis mclaughlin and he was the perfect miners user because he earned very quickly up to like 310 ish um, and then was cool enough to keep submitting activity checks for his fourth and fifth year Um, and so he ended up at like 348 or something like that but it's like there's a good example of the user it it didn't really stick he's not around he's not active he's, he didn't recreate Um, but his player was perfect for the minor <laughs> minor league teams right um, so it, you know it is what it is it's kind of a catch 22 double-edged sword as you said but um, yeah
1: like the two objectives are either do what's maybe best for the team's success or do what's best for the league's health right and those are often not always but those are often antithetical to each other
0: yeah absolutely so that that was definitely tough a tough pill to swallow to come off that world series loss and lose everybody we lost eight players to call-ups and four to inactive aging out um so it was, I was very proud. We ended up sneaking into the playoffs anyways. And unfortunately, we took you down again, second year in a row, which was, mm-hmm. a, which was a big bummer. I felt badly for you guys. We were testing at like 25% um, or uh,
1: Yeah, that's about the results that we had too. I also had um, – so obviously, since I do casino stuff, mm-hmm. I make spreadsheets, blah, blah, blah. And it's interesting – Um. Out of the ten teams in the minors, yep, six of them hit under whatever their over/under was. Uh-huh. And you guys were one of four that hit over. Hmm. But out of the entire league, all twenty-six teams, you had the biggest margin between your over/under line and whatever you actually got.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: So your over/under line was forty-two, and you got fifty-five.
0: <laughs>
1: so you, according oh, to, awesome. according to like the testing that was done before the season, where sure. Dub set the lines. Yeah, you guys like by far overperformed the most. The second best overperforming team was also in the minors in your division, and it was uh, State College.
0: Ah, yeah, that makes sense. They had a fantastic year for sure. Yeah, I think we ended up just, we hit on our draft picks. Our draft picks ended up where, like, in positions of need. Um, it's just how it all fell to us, and we, we got a bunch of waiver claims, and then a ton of sim luck. <laughs> yeah, helps a lot but um yeah so that's the miners miners gming is just tough it it takes a lot out of you and um i i don't know how people like beaver have done it for forever and lbg doing it for so long it's uh it's a long time but that being said i already missed the miners uh management server because that legitimately is the best server in the pve from what i've seen just a lot of fun and it's a good time good people it's goofy It's goofy. It's got Reno in it and DG. So yeah, there it is. It's definitely (laughs) a bump for sure. Yep. 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 But anyway, so excited to move on to the next thing. And um, it's been nice getting some, some congratulations messages from some friends and yeah. um, Yeah. It's a, it's enjoyable to jump up to, to the next, next challenge.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of funny now that you are a majors GM and you have the ability to draft whoever you want mm-hmm. you and i have been in this league for about 15 months now mm-hmm. Crazy. and which is a lot yeah time flew by mm-hmm. but in the past several of them i've already been like throwing ideas of what i want my next player to be mm-hmm. and it's going to be like interesting going into the draft and being close and related to someone <laughs> and having to be like no i i'm I want to be a mercenary with short contracts. <laughs> so, like, don't pick me.
0: Oh uh, yes, no, that'll be uh, that would be fun. It would be fun, obviously. That, to... no tampering, not tampering. It'd be fun no. to be on the same team at some point.
1: Yeah, and I mean, basically, that boils down to unless you quit, you're right. gonna have to get me somehow, in Vancouver,
0: in some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We shall see. Or I mean, I guess the Kansas City can draft you.
0: That's true. Yeah. And I've already said I will not go to waivers. I will go to the draft. I want to respect the the
1: uh
0: the power of the draft. And as you have said and I have said as well, not a bad ego boost to go high in a draft, especially since I will go into the second round uh and be labeled a bust anyways in the majors. So
1: yeah. Yeah, which is endearing. That's fun.
0: very heartwarming that's for sure
1: yeah so i mean like unless unless i stick with kansas city until my second player and draft my my player in the second round Mm -hmm. and then immediately that season get a job as a majors gm and have to draft myself (laughs) second round again i will be going in the first round at least once
0: right right i think you should try and pull that off have to draft yourself back-to-back seasons that'd be very Mm. impressive
1: (laughs) just makes me think of the uh the spongebob episode where there's a a burger cook-off between spongebob and neptune Mm -hmm. why this draft pick was so good i think i'd like to try it a second time (laughs) love
0: it you should do it make it happen
1: that's uh that's a lot of committing to a bit
0: yeah. It is. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. Um, looking back just on the season as a whole, um, do you want to give us a brief recap of just how your player did or how your team did or your thoughts on the season as a whole?
1: Um. Well, since this is our podcast, mm-hmm. I think the first thing I'll say is you and I had our best seasons ever. Mm -hmm. I believe, I think both of us set, uh, like personal records in war as Mm -hmm. fuzzy of a stat as that is, it's still like a reasonable indicator of were you good or not. Right. So, uh, I think I was 3.0 and I think you were 3.2. Yep. So it's kind of interesting. Um, I was thinking about war earlier today, like Mm -hmm. right before we started recording Mm -hmm. and PBE stats are super weird. Mm Mm-hmm because a three war season for a major league baseball player in real life means like you're you're kind of that guy. Yeah. You're not an MVP candidate necessarily, but like right. you are a good player to have on the team. Yep. If someone strings together in the real world, you know, like 12 years of three-war baseball, yeah. That's probably not Hall of Fame level, but it is like Hall of really good. Sure. But as a max or close to max, like technically this upcoming season will be at our eventually highest TPE totals. Mm-hmm. But as a close to max build, only getting three or three point two wars, like wow, I don't know. I feel like I kind of underperformed still.
0: Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Just uh, I just pulled up MLB's twenty twenty one war leaders, and just to throw out some players in the threes, they're big name players that you know, Corey Seager. Uh, Frankie Montas, Marcus Stroman, Ronald Acuna Jr., Luis Robert, or Robert, however you want to say it, Matt Chapman, Wander Franco, Rafael Devers—like those are those are big name players. And and of course, like you said, they're not the MVP candidates. They're not you know Shohei Otani with nine or Zach Wheeler with seven point eight. But like all of those names are good players that you would love to have on your team.
1: Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just kind of like it's weird. Yeah.
0: It's a little wonky. That's what happens when you have your own fictional world that you just kind of slowly. Build. Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> it's, it's fair in the context of the PBE. I'm not pretending mm-hmm. otherwise. I'm just saying it's like kind of weird to try to compare the two leagues when they're not that similar outside of the sport right? that they play. Yep. Totally. Agree. And I don't think they have to be either. Like yeah. there's no reason that we have to have the exact same stat line Averages across pitching or across batting as the MLB has across their pitching or batting, because it doesn't matter. It's just parity internally that counts, and that's pretty easy to enforce. Yep. So whatever. Yep.
0: Oh, I totally agree.
1: Um one thing I do want to talk about briefly is, about my player is finally after God knows how long like three seasons in the minors and then six in the majors or something like that. Mm -hmm. This is the year that I am comfortable saying on Sunday night, this weekend, Mm -hmm. I should get gold glove. Nice. And it's, and it's like not really close in my opinion at all. And if to the point where if I don't get it, I will be mad. Like there will be something against me if I don't get it. Yep. Um, I was 0.1 zone rating away from setting the single season zone rating record, or I guess tying it technically sure. with um, Jess's Parker Beecham oh, nice. from whatever year she did that in. I don't mm-hmm. remember. So I had 12.2. Next highest is Crunk with 9.2, wow. which is still good, but like right. that's a 3ZR three three gap. gap. <laughs> Third highest is Wonder Franco with 5.6, Mm-hmm. And then nobody else is positive. Wow! And there's a lot of there's a lot of young people in the conference. And then there's also some people like I don't remember which archetype Davis Campbell is, but he's not a magician, for sure. example.
0: Sure.
1: Um, so while I did not set the record for zone rating,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I did set a different record. And that is having the highest fielding percentage ever. Wow. With a 0.998 because I had one error this year. <laughs> and not only did I have only one error, I also had the most chances out of any shortstop in the champions wow. League as well. So I had 512 total chances. I only made one mistake the entire season. Jeez. I led champions and put outs. So like if I don't get gold glove this year, mm-hmm then the awards mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> and it is yep. like, if, if, if I don't get gold glove this year, it's because they don't want me to get gold Glove right. this year.
0: Right. Yeah. I uh, will say I was not involved in the voting. I have not seen any of the results. So none of this is, is giving stuff away, but I would be utterly shocked if you did not get a gold glove.
1: Yeah. It'd be weird. Like the only, the only stats that don't go in my favor
0: mm-hmm.
1: are crunk has a higher defensive efficiency. Mm-hmm. Which I don't. A lot of the defensive metrics I don't super understand. Yeah, like I don't, think like I don't really even exactly understand what the zone rating is. As far as I know, it's like roughly I saved twelve point two runs mm. over the course of the year. I think is what it means. Yeah. In any case, Crunk has one point zero eight seven efficiency. I have one point zero seven five. Mm. So, interesting. That one. That one's hard to measure the difference though because zone rating is based on 0 as the middle sure. and then if defensive efficiency is based on 1.000 right so i don't know exactly what that is but in any case zone rating has like always been like the stat to measure people by
0: right yes
1: that's that's like the the easy just point at it and call it mm-hmm. good for gold glove voting in this league um right and then the other like advanced stat that doesn't show me at the top of the board is range, which mm-hmm. I still don't know what that <laughs> means. Positive, uh, good. Negative, bad. I don't think I've ever seen someone in a negative, though. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. <laughs> so I think, just, I, think, yeah, I think it's just bigger number, good. Yep. Um, and number one there is Jet Stargasm. Mm. And then number two is me. He has 4.79. I have 4.72. Mm. Then I have fewer assists than him. Mm-hmm. And fewer double plays than him, but like, there's no way that Jet can win because he has a negative 1.8 WAR uh, zone rating. Yeah. So happened. like, it basically boils down to is it me or Crunk? And if it's between me or Crunk, the only stat he beats me in outright is that defensive efficiency one that I talked about. Yep. And then also, I guess innings played, but that's mm. that's not like that doesn't have to do with your player at all that's right. just like how many games did you go to extra innings in
0: <laughs> it's not a pitcher it's, stat or yeah like innings pitch for a pitcher stat
1: right yeah exactly so like i have a better zone rating than him i have a better range factor than him i have more double plays than him i have more putouts than him mm-hmm. i have more assists than him i have the most total chances and i have the best fielding percentage so it's like yeah it's only a two-person race and he beats me in one category and i beat him in like six or seven whatever it is so
0: yeah, that's
1: not I gross. I basically have locked the gold glove. If I don't have it, it's because the awards committee is actively against me having it. Right. <laughs> so, so you heard it here first. Yeah.
0: Don't vote for Well, hey, <laughs> hey, wait a second. Gold glove.
1: Hey, wait a second.
0: Pretty sure the voting already happened, so we'll see what happens on Sunday.
1: I also did make a joke to you that was like, hey, now that you're a Majors GM, you want to just like slide me some gold (laughs) glove votes every year? All (laughs) of the times. Yeah. So we'll see. It's a little late
0: to start stacking the deck.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I I figure I should be able to get at least one other. Maybe by the time I retire, we'll have to see how the the sim plays out, but I think it's feasible. Yeah, I mean, when I will have this one
0: next year and then one more year with not a ton of regression hits.
1: Yeah, I figure not. I, f- I figure season 33 from a TP standpoint mm-hmm. should be like really similar to season 31. Yeah, I would imagine. So you're pretty close at least. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. Proud of you. I, I think that we'll see a, a golden glove on Sunday and that would be uh, it's obviously been the thing that you've been aim in for with this character with this player yeah. so it's fun to see it finally come to fruition and it's a bummer that it took so long but uh, that's what happens when you shift the whole meta of the league
1: <laughs> yeah like the, the only guy in competition with me like I said is Krunk and then the only other person with a positive ZR is Franco mm-hmm. and I think both of them swapped to Magician like three years ago sure sounds about right that's or something like that it's a thing the uh, the league recently instituted a ban where you're no longer allowed to shift your dominant hand
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you can't shift from lefty to righty or anything like that yep. i would like them to go a step further and eventually make it so your archetype is locked except like maybe i think there should be two instances where you can rebuild mm-hmm. either the the two instances should be when you are picked up by your miners team, because if you're a person who doesn't know the sim engine very well and you make sure. an atrocious build, yep. GM should be allowed to help you and say, Hey, maybe sure. don't bunt. Sure.
0: Or don't whatever. be a magician first baseman or yeah. a BMOC catcher. Yeah. Or, I don't
1: know. And then the second one is when you specifically get called up to the majors. I think that you should mm-hmm. lock in there. Sure. You can, you can maybe rebuild to whatever, like if mm-hmm. the long-term plan is hey we picked you because you were like the best player available we're going to need you to go right field can you change to something that works out in right field as opposed to whatever it is that you are right now then i think that's also fine but i don't think you should be able to change mid career
0: sure what do you the think majors. about regression and arc switches would you still hold to to no switching even all the way through the player's career um Cause I know a lot of players do that. They'll hit, they'll hit regression. They'll lose a chunk of TPE and find a, you know, an arc that works better at that TPE.
1: No, I would still uh, probably, if I was in charge of everything, then I would say, no, like, it's not like, it's not like when Stanton gets older, he's going to just like all of a sudden pivot to a different quote right. archetype in real world. Right. It, there are, there definitely are cases where people, you know, stop being power hitters and then they end mm-hmm. up changing to like high contact at bats or something like that. Sure. But you can do that in your build. Right. You don't have to change archetypes to do that. So yeah. I would personally still say no. That is, that is one of my, like a couple of weeks ago, there was like a PT that was, if you were the commissioner or something, mm-hmm. what, what hot take change would you implement? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said that one, yeah. but another like that one is one that I believe in of mm-hmm. severely limiting arc changes because mm-hmm. they already got rid of handedness changes, which I also appreciate. Very and then right I also right. think that you shouldn't be able to change your stadium frequently like at all. And I yeah. think stadium stuff should be reined in a little bit. Yeah. I think there should be some variance because that's one of the fun things about baseball, mm-hmm. but I think it's really dumb that you can make a very left hand or right hand favored park. Right. So been. I think it makes a lot more sense to have a pitcher or hitter park as opposed to left or right or something like sure. that. Yep. But the big thing is I don't think you should be able to change it that frequently because the Baltimore Orioles just changed their outfield. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't done that in like, decades oh, yeah. I don't think
0: very very long time I don't remember yeah. how long it's been and now I'm curious so I'm gonna go look it up but
1: yeah <clears throat> like it's and it's it's time. super uncommon for a team to make a dramatically noticeable change to their field unless they just flat out get a new stadium right exactly. and that doesn't happen on more than like once every three or four decades so oh. I think there is some like I get it. There's a logic to it of like it's a game, and we don't know mm-hmm. who's gonna be like blah blah blah. But I think it's very dumb how you can change as fast as once every five years. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, looks like the park was constructed during the 1990s into the early 2000s. Yeah. It it doesn't look like it's really been renovated or changed yeah much so it's it's been a very long time but I would totally agree I think that one of the, the I think the handedness change was atrocious that you could just change what hand your player is. Um, I don't mind handedness change in terms of like the free rookie redo yeah. you know that as you mentioned, I think very accurate you need to give people a chance to be like, hey, I don't think you really want to do that you know for the minor league GMs to step in but I think handedness change was really ridiculous. But I also was am not still a fan of teams who have all left handed players, have a left handed player park. Um and it's it's just a, a really cheesy way of of going about it. And I I know people will listen to this podcast that are part of teams who do it. And I don't blame you for doing it. It's within the rules and it's a good way to, to have your yeah. team be better. I just think it's it's super unrealistic. Um which just makes it really lame and a huge bummer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like um, it's a it's a correct strategical decision to some extent. If, you know, like lean into whatever your stadium does, and I I don't know what is one point zero five or a mm-hmm. 0.95, mm-hmm. what those factors do in the game. Mm-hmm. So maybe my call for reducing the effectiveness of park factors is dumb. I I don't know. I just think that like especially now that they have gotten rid of the handedness change. If you do have a lefty park or whatever, Uh and you have to draft or trade for lefties all the time, at least that is like a hindrance to you. Now you have to work around something as opposed to, Hey, we'll draft you and also we'll give you an extra 2 million or whatever it is this year. And Mm -hmm. then you can change your hand.
0: Right. Yep. I totally agree. And I, I think it's interesting there are some GMs, I think, that want neutral parks. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Steele and Bauer do.
0: Yep, and I, I am also in favor of neutral parks. Uh, I think that, for me at least, uh, I really enjoy that all major league ballparks are different. But yes. a big part of that for me is that not just are the fields slightly different, but the the actual stadiums themselves are so vastly different. You know, going to a game... Uh, at the Metronome was very different than going to now Target Field.
1: Yeah, because the Metrodome sucked ass. <laughs> that
0: was the worst stadium. <laughs> I don't know if anyone listening has ever gone to that place, but every time it's like, man, it's fun to watch the Twins, but this place sucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just felt like you were on the... It just felt like you were in one of those like indoor driving ranges.
0: Yes, absolutely. And the the seats were terrible that the physical seats themselves and you also had to know where to buy tickets because some of the places where you'd sit had horrible view as opposed to target field very comfy chairs especially thanks again for the tickets uh this last summer we sat very close to the front and there were very nice cushiony seats but uh you can sit anywhere you want in target field and you have a good view of the field which is fantastic anyways i digress back to my original point the purpose of or no, I shouldn't say the purpose, the excitement of having different parks is like a different experience going there. Mm-hmm. None of that exists within our simulation because even if you're watching a streamed game, I, I don't ever be like, ooh, we're on a streamed game. I can't wait to go see our stadium. Like, I don't even know what our stadium is to be completely honest. So yeah. it's like, I'd rather just have them, have them be neutral, even though I think from what I've heard, the 1.05... Or on the other side of it is only a five percent increase, um, so I don't know how much yeah. of a of a difference it makes. But the idea behind it is, I would rather just have neutral parks. I do think that the rule change of changing handedness helps the symptom. Yeah, that it doesn't cure it.
1: That's yeah, it'll. I mean, it'll be it'll be an actual constraint around team building, right? Which is good. Um, And yeah, like another thing, like you were talking about, like one of the exciting things about going to a real life stadium is this stadium is going to be different than any other stadium. Mm -hmm. You can still do that in OOTP because the park factors of how the game generates results Mm -hmm. are entirely disconnected from the visual plugin that you use. So you can make your stadium look like whatever you want and it won't change the outcome, which is why basically none of the sim team simmers have it right but like apparently like quote canonically i don't know what you want to call it mm-hmm. new orleans stadium has within the bounds of the game it has like or within the bounds of pbe league it has mm-hmm. fine park factors but the visual that they use is like that one really weird 1890s park where <laughs> if you go dead center it's like 430 feet but then the 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 pow, like the foul poles are yeah. like uh, 210 or something right. like <laughs> where the, the corners are just like, like crazy close and it ends right. up like the park looks like a home plate basically right sure so like you could still have that visually with the file of whatever model pack that you're using and it right. can be fun to look at but it would the you don't have to have it connected to the park factors yep so
0: yeah i totally i totally agree and I think we talked even on one of our first episodes, maybe not first episodes, one of our first handful of episodes, just about the handedness percentages within the league and how it's interesting that it's like 50-50, maybe a little in favor of lefties, whereas obviously in real, real life,
1: life is like 80-20 or something.
0: Right. Anyways, yeah. I, don't, I don't know that that's something that needs to be fixed, but it's just an interesting thing to point out at the very least.
1: I mean the only thing that I could think of in terms of quote fixing it is when your player is generated like you pick whatever stats you want mm-hmm. but then when Enoch or whoever it is creates your player in the file yep he would roll a, like a 10 sided die yep. and if you get a 1 or a 2 you're a lefty anything else you're a righty yep yep so Which but that that step. wouldn't be I don't know that wouldn't be like fair because right. or fun for that matter I mean it would be fair in terms of everyone has the same chance of getting left handed, right. but lefties are always sought after in real life as well because they're rare. Right. So that'd create like it'd, it'd create disparity, which yep. is not the not yep. the goal here.
0: And I don't know if we really want to be giving Enoch any more power than he already
1: has. He probably already does it without <laughs> us knowing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. People probably just create their player and then he goes in and changes their stat sheets. And if they're like, oh, I'm supposed to be a lefty, he's like, No, you submitted righty, and sure he just gaslights them.
0: <laughs> oh, Enoch, Shadow Commissioner, Shadow Commissioner. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what we were talking about before we got onto our uh rules rant. Any other, any other rules you'd like to see changed? Actually, one thing I would like to see changed mm-hmm. is I would love to have an awards committee for the league so that GMs are not voting for awards. I get the logic behind it in that the people who, in theory, see the most and know the players the most are the ones that are voting on who deserves the awards. I totally get that. But I think it should be something where there's a um let's see i don't know nine person committee um or something that votes on all of the awards for the majors and then minors ho votes for the minors
1: i mean i can understand the desire and the appeal behind that Mm -hmm. but at the same time like i don't know let's say i was like an incorrigible user Mm -hmm. but still a like i created a player that was good Mm-hmm. but I was an ass.
0: Well, I was about to say that's true, but your player sucked.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm flip I'm flip-flapping <laughs> the real life situation. If my player skill and my personality were both reversed. Yeah. Right, there you go. <laughs> Anyways, um, continue. <laughs> but like, If I had a really good player yep. and I was a total jerk, mm-hmm. I suppose it can happen now, but if there was like a small set Awards thingy, yeah. then if they didn't like me, or I guess mm. I didn't even have to be a jerk in this example. Sure. If there was like a nine person committee and enough of them don't like one person, mm. sure. Then they, that person might just not ever get an award. Mm. And that can technically happen with the current setup, but there are 32 sure. GMs that are able to cast a ballot. So in order for someone to get like soft locked out of getting an award, they have to have pissed off a significantly sure. larger. Amount of the community because there uh, theoretically should be a lot of GMs that are either neutral or in favor of anybody, sure. So,
0: yeah. And the, the other thought now that we're just talking through this, um, I know that well, I would assume that the majority of the GMs, when push comes to shove, if there are a couple of players that are similar, they'll probably vote for their player as they should, they're you know, they want their player to succeed. Um, but if you have nine people you could have three of them be on x team yeah and really want to vote for it so it's tough to
1: they don't even have to be on x team they just have to be strongly affiliated with x team sure. so like sure so i'm just going to take users that i think are pretty good at being impartial as the example <laughs> so they wouldn't do this but like if there was a committee of seven and one of them was enoch and one of them was shu Right, they would, but like, shoe isn't on New York anymore. But mm-hmm. he theoretically could lean towards New York players all the time, for sure, or something like that. And yeah, they could do it now. Mm-hmm. Between all like any any GMs can just be homers all the time, right? But that's a very small piece of the pie. That's yep. only one sixteenth or one thirty second, depending right. on how you're looking at right. it.
0: Yeah, and on top of that, having sim team people. You know, Simmers allowed to vote and H O or something like that. And H- I don't know. I don't know who all votes to be completely
1: honest. But honestly it's I mean you shouldn't know yet. This was your first year. Like you weren't even I... allowed to vote on this year's stuff, were you? No, 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 I wasn't. Yeah. So uh yeah, Musha just handled
0: all of that. Which I'm pretty sure the major league uh, GMs only get one vote. One per team? Yeah, one per team instead of one per Okay. Instead of one per GM. So anyways there's my idea that i just kind of talked myself out of so never mind <laughs> <laughs> just move along how's it how's it how's it going how you doing keep it moving, I need to keep moving. There
1: Yeah. <laughs> um okay so let's just i mean i don't know how long we've been recording i'm sure it's been 45 50 minutes 45 50 somewhere like that i stopped my i started my timer
0: late so It's at 43 and a half, so more than that, by I don't know how much.
1: Okay. Well, in any case, I alluded to the fact that both of us had our best seasons ever so far, Mm -hmm. and then I went through my defensive stats and talked about how if I don't get gold glove this year, it's a sham. Mm -hmm. But let's just go through both of our players and look at the more... like Let's look at the stats that you would see on TV, for example. There you go. (laughs) So this year I had... Uh, Ooh, 108 games started. How about that? Tying my personal best that I've had every single time. Uh, 411 plate appearances, which is the most I've had in the majors by a lot. Nice. And by a lot, I mean like seven, uh, <laughs> 376 at bats, which is not the most I've had in the majors, but that's because my walk percentages have probably been going up. I would assume. Mm. So I probably used to have more at bats cause I'd just whiff all the time or something. Yeah. Uh, I got 63 runs, which is the most I've had in the majors by 12. So, like, that's actually a yeah. big improvement. That's awesome. Like 20-something percent. Uh, 97 hits. So, I might, next wow. season, actually hit the triple-digit mark on hits in a season.
0: <laughs> That'd be <laughs> Which awesome. I
1: frankly didn't think I would ever do. Right. So, I'll we'll have to see. Uh, 36 doubles.
0: Wow. That is which... way above your next best.
1: That is actually that makes me really curious. I'm going to go look at who had the most doubles. Yeah, that's the seventh most doubles in the Champions which wow. really unexpected <laughs> for me. That's pretty the most, good. The most was from Wander Franco. Sure, but I, I'm really curious um, several months ago, Nameless Nate. I think it was like in February last year or something like that. A long time ago, Nameless Nate put out an article that talked about how there's like a hidden hitter archetype hmm. interesting. where you can be either a fly ball hitter, a line drive hitter, or a ground ball hitter, or a hmm. normal hitter. And every batter that was created until probably June or May or something, like around that time, I don't know when the change was implemented, mm-hmm. was randomly generated. Interesting. So... I would assume at this point, Franco just has a better hitting archetype than I do, Hmm. a better hidden stat than I do, because he had 51 doubles and he's a magician. Hmm. I don't know. Going forward, it's fixed. And then also, apparently, it's never been a problem for pitchers because Mm -hmm. the generation of pitchers was really annoying. So they just already were cloning from the same person every time.
0: Huh. Interesting,
1: but not, but going forward, after whatever point the change was made, mm-hmm. they're cloning the same batter every time, so everyone has the same hidden archetype. So no one—it's effectively like OOT denies it, OOTP denies it. But sure. all the testing that Nate did was like pretty conclusive. There's effectively mm-hmm. like not quite the Mike Trout gene, but mm-hmm. if you had the fly ball tendency as opposed to the ground ball tendency, mm-hmm. you hit way more home runs yeah. you had fewer strikeouts and you had more walks by like st- statistically significant margins it was really weird yeah but um so like i don't know whatever that was a weird tangent but yes like you said that was the most doubles i'd had by a lot i had had 24 as my highest in the majors before then so i got 50 percent more oh, this year
0: that's awesome uh
1: i had two triples and i i don't know what the leaderboard looks like but i'm already top 10 all-time cancun triples getters nice. <laughs> like that's that's fun Super uh fun. nine home runs i've still never had a 10 home run season so close yeah which is extra sad because there was one one season i think it might have been season 29 or something like that i think i had four home runs in the first sim day and <laughs> then just right Couldn't get six more the rest of the year. (laughs)
0: So so
1: close. That's (laughs) a bummer. Uh, 47 RBIs, most ever in the majors. 31 walks, most ever in the majors. And that's wild to me. 31 walks out of 376. Well, 31 walks out of 411 plate appearances as a near-maxed magician. So, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to be good, but, like, walk percentages in... PBE feel low to me. I don't know if they are. I don't know off the top of my head what MLB stuff is, but I mean either. whatever. Uh, 80 strikeouts, which is lowest by <laughs> 10 in that's my majors career. Very good. <laughs> I went 22 and 7 on stolen bases.
0: Wow, that's pretty good.
1: So it's a better ratio than I had last year, but it's yeah. fewer successful steals. Last year, I went 33 and 13. Um, So, whatever. This is the first year that I have hit over 250 in the majors. Nice! I was 258 (laughs) with a 316 on base. First year that I had over 300 on base. Nice. First year that I had over... Ooh. First year that I had over 363 slugging, and I had 436. Awesome. Huge. Because of all those doubles. Yeah. Yeah. And as a result of all that, my previous high OPS was 630 and it shot up to 752. Yeah. So I went up over 100 ticks in OPS, Mm -hmm. which put me at an OPS plus of 97. So I am a marginally worse than average hitter, but not a significantly worse (laughs) than average hitter. Very close. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So like I said, that gave me a war of 3.0, which was over half of the total war I've gotten in the majors. Nice. Because I had... Negative point one, negative point one, one point one, yeah, zero point five, one point two. So at that point I was at like two and change. Perfect. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll keep some of that momentum. Maybe not. It's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> we'll find out shortly. We'll find out shortly. Um as for you, mm-hmm. you had, I don't know. Let's see here. Yeah, in oh. Uh, your first time as a starter in the majors, you had more wins than losses. Nice, meaningless ten, stat, but I still meaningless stat, but it's still fun to check that box. Yep. Uh, you went ten and eight. Yep. So positive. That's good. Mm-hmm. It
0: kind of broke the streak of single-digit wins and double-digit losses. Right. I've been yeah. Having for a very long time. Um. Yeah, I had yeah, four in, years there. Interestingly, an identical ERA to last year at four point five two. Um, And
1: identical to 2043
0: season, which was also 4.52. That's very interesting. But the good news is everybody was worse this year. (laughs) So for the first time ever, I have an ERA plus of 100. I am average, Mm. which has taken a long time to get to that point. So I'm very proud that I'm actually average. The real sad song story here is uh, before the last sim, I was an ERA plus of 101. (laughs) And I was so excited to be above average. And I am now just average. So. You, were,
1: you were very explicitly regressing to the mean.
0: Yes. Uh, so that was kind of a huge bummer. But um, other than the ERI being the same, I had a lot of huge jump, uh, jumps up, which was great. I pitched 20 more innings this year um, yeah. for 171. That's huge. Um, something very interesting. Um, I uh, once I took over in Vancouver, I adapted some of my ideas that I stole from Jabs um, for Discord stuff. And basically it's it's creating your team's index just on Discord so that it's easy for people to find. So I did a ton of research on leaderboards uh, in particular and um, a bunch of other stuff. Anyways, learned about a lot of stuff about the Vandal's history, which is really cool because it's obviously been around since the beginning Forever. of the league so there's a lot of a lot of history anyways um pitching this year uh we did not have any changes to single season leaderboard or career leaderboard for pitching except for Tosin uh came in as the second most hits allowed in a season in, <laughs> in Vandals history um and I was uh second on the leaderboard uh in pbe as well uh, but I gave up 202 hits which is interesting because that leads me to believe that I was very good at getting myself into trouble but then putting out fires cuz I gave up a ton of hits way more than the rest of the league but the ERA is still exactly average.
1: Since, yeah, and between between this year and last year you gave up 29 more hits. Yeah. but you only gave up 7 more earned runs. Yeah.
0: which is super so. interesting. So, definitely And uh, 3
1: fewer times. home runs despite the extra 14 innings. Yeah so i guess you were probably and it probably coincides to your junk ball this mm-hmm. like you were you were probably like inducing some weak contact or something yeah. like that
0: yep absolutely so um i gave up two less walks which is fine uh still did well with not giving up too many um but the but real that's, jump but
1: that's two fewer walks with 14 more innings pitched. that's true so that's
0: very true um the, the real jump here, though, that I was really excited about is uh, striking out 30 more batters mm, or just shy mm-hmm. of 30 more batters. That's I mean, that's a huge that's a huge jump up. And it's because the update last offseason jumped my stuff up a lot. So I expected more more strikeouts. So it was good to see that happen. Um, whip was right at my career <laughs> whip at one point four six. My career at whips one point four seven. So that's pretty right down the middle um the very interesting thing is my Babbit uh jumped all the way up to huh. 352 as opposed to last season
1: was 308 um yeah well i mean this also goes back to what we've said in previous years of mm-hmm. last season your Babbit was 308 mm-hmm. but the last season where you had the vancouver defense behind you your Babbit was 336 right so exactly vandals defense has been spotty in previous years of yours and it also has been really good in a couple of defense or a couple of years of yours yep but that also kind of surprises me because it's not like nola has crazy good defense like they have a hitting first shortstop for example Mm -hmm. stuff like that so yep
0: and in an odd almost rebuilding year i was there too so it's
1: it is interesting
0: yeah. to to look at for sure, but uh, had a very good FIP year, which is due in no small part to walking less people, giving up less home runs, and striking out more people. <laughs> so there's yeah. all the all the things that go into that formula. Um, ended up with the 32 war and the aforementioned 100 ERA plus. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was fun to see a good, a, a like pretty good year out of Tosun. Um, I've been reflecting a bunch in talking with Musha, just about next players and trying to figure out just long-term. It's like, all right, when should I recreate to try and help out our team? And anyways, been reflecting on Tosin's career. And it's one of those things that it's cool to see, uh, you know, close to the top of the leaderboards for TPE Cause we're going to max out, you know, going into this yeah. season. And, but then also reflecting, it's like, yeah, he's had, I will have, let's see, right now I have nine war. So like, okay war it won't be good enough to get into the vandals hall of fame definitely isn't good enough to get into the pbe hall of fame it's been just an okay average ish career um which is sort of a bummer but honestly i've put more stock into my teams doing well GMing wise Mm -hmm. and
1: i've still had a lot of fun with it
0: (laughs) obviously i mean we're still here
1: yeah if we didn't like it we wouldn't keep playing yep and i also think it's like It's not just Hall of Fame or bust. I'm not making Hall of Fame either. Yeah. I just won't have the war. Well, the only argument I could have for making Hall of Fame is by the time I'm done, Mm -hmm. I will probably pretty conclusively be the best defensive shortstop ever. Sure. It doesn't show up in the stat books as fun and as loud as like, wow, you hit 400 home runs or whatever. But it's an angle. Mm hmm. Other than that, I have no chance. And uh, I don't know what angle you would have unless you also get like two perfect games or something. Right. Like that. <laughs> Both in the World Series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's back no to shot. back starts, too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't mean no you lost. had a start and then, yeah, I mean yeah. like game four, game <laughs> five, just bang, bang.
0: And then we did the gentleman's uh, or did a reverse sweep or
1: something to, to win it. But no, mm-hmm. I, I
0: would love the honor someday of. Uh, user hall of fame i think that's yeah that's within realm of possibility but which i think was a really good
1: uh invention or whatever you want to call it four i don't know years ago whatever it was for something seasons ago just because yeah like the sim's gonna do what it wants yeah but there has to be a way to honor other people like i don't think lbg has really had phenomenal players before right but he's obviously one of the most helpful and most important people that the league has ever seen so yeah. like yeah
0: it's good to have ways to to celebrate them for sure yeah so all in all pretty decent seasons it's fun to hit you know towards the top of, a, of our tpe it'll be fun to fun to be at our peak this year and see what happens and
1: yeah and i'm looking at um I'm looking at the leaderboard now and regression has not gone through, Mm -hmm. but the smallest regression number is, I think, 12%. Yep. Uh, Right now there is one person at 1915 who has not been regressed. So that person is going to lose about 220 Mm -hmm. or something like that. I don't know. So they'll be below us. Right. Right regardless of what equipment they buy. Right. And then everybody else is at 1868 at the highest, which first off is kind of wild that there's like a yeah. 50 point disparity between first and second.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I wonder if they had regressed and that first person hadn't
1: yet. No, because the other one, the second place person is steals Steve Rogers, who is at 1868. Mm. So like, oh, interesting. if we just look at our class mm-hmm. um You are at sixteen ninety seven, mm-hmm. and you are in 12th place, but you are only forty behind right. PM. PM is also tied with uh, Twitchy, so the the disparity between one and two in season twenty three mm-hmm. is larger than the disparity between one and twelve in our season. Yeah, so we're like <laughs> much more tightly clumped.
0: Yeah, it's crazy good class, that's for sure yeah
1: but yeah that'll be fun i will be um i'll be 1800 by opening day nice so
0: super exciting to see for sure Alrighty, well it looks like we have hit our hour and i am tired
1: then i think it's time to thank our listeners mm-hmm. especially for as you kind of alluded to uh, still sticking with us every once in a while, once yeah. now that we have like a super sporadic recording schedule. Yep. Um, this a
0: schedule at this point. It's yeah. when, when Double Media comes out and we're like, hey, we should, <laughs> yeah. we should do that thing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But special shout out to everyone who's in our Discord. Have a good mm-hmm. time with people over there, even though we don't hang out or do a ton, but it's always a good time to throw an I emoji in there.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Hold on a second. You'll join all the others. Oh, there's. Oh, you already did the eye emojis. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm gonna shake it up then. I'm gonna there do. Go. Do it. Ear, ear emoji. emoji. <laughs> Is there
0: a question mark emoji?
1: Uh, yeah. There's three. There's oh. a gray question mark. There's a red question mark, and then there's a red Tarabang. Oh man, I have. There we go.
0: This is great radio. I love it when they talk about what they're doing in Discord.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, it's still PBE related.
0: Yeah, no, it totally is. It's
1: just, it's just shit content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, with that, we will call it. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time, whenever that is.
1: Go! Yeah, I'll... you know what? Go, vandals. Aww, You've earned it. That's that's very sweet.